Peace to you. Welcome to The Naked Truth. We are going to begin with uh, the book of 1 Kings chapter 7. And it's a long one and it's sort of tedious. It's talking about design details and I'm no architect. So these details don't really mean a whole lot to me. And it's detailed of buildings designed a long time ago. And for the most part, as far as I know, they're gone. But either way, we're just going to read them since it's what's in this chapter. So without further ado, it's kind of long. Let's um, begin with verse one. And when we get into those details, I'm just going to keep reading through these verses. Um, again, I'm no architect um, and the buildings are gone. And it's really all this chapter is about. So let's just read on through it. Verse one, but Solomon took 13 years to build his own house. So he finished all his house. So it's the same King Solomon, King David, David and Goliath, David, his son Solomon, who's king now in his place. He's already, we went over building of the temple, the building of the temple that he did in the previous chapter. Now we're moving on to the other buildings he designed or, or that were built during his reign. Verse two, he also built the house of the forest of Lebanon. Its length was 100 cubits, its width 50 cubits, its height 30 cubits with four rows of cedar pillars and cedar beams on the pillars. So this is the kind of thing, those kind of details that we're going to be reading about throughout this whole chapter. And it's really long. So let's just keep reading. It's just basically laying out the design of the different buildings. Verse three, and it was paneled with cedar above the beams that were on 45 pillars, 15 to a row. So you can imagine the layout. And actually, now that I'm reading this, it reminds me of the way one of the scenes in a video game is laid out. Um, the Justice League, I think it is, on the old Xbox with the Superman, Wonder Woman. They have a scene in that video game where they encounter like an ape king or something like that. And they're fighting him in an arena that's laid out similar to this with different rows and pillars and decorations. If you've ever played that video game, um, I think it's called the Justice League, if I remember right. Um, this may sound, sound kind of familiar to you, and it's an example, at least um, vaguely in my mind, of biblical allusions, different things in other areas of life, pop culture many times, that harken back to things that are in the Bible, um, just as an example. So verse 4, um, sort of like how Lord of the Rings does with all the Tolkienist um, references to the rings and the kings and the darkness and all of that. It's similar. It's biblical allusion. Verse four, there were windows with panel frames in three rows and window was opposite window in three tiers. And all the doorways and doorposts had rectangular frames and windows and window was opposite window in three tiers. So you can imagine what that looks like basically three stories of windows opposite each other, lots and lots of light to shed, go into the place. Verse six, he also made the hall of pillars. Its length was 50 cubits and its width 30 cubits. And in front of them was a portico with pillars and a canopy was in front of them. Then he made a hall for the throne, the hall of judgment where he might judge. And it was paneled with cedar from floor to ceiling. So basically the courtroom there. Verse eight, and the house where he dwelt had another court inside the hall of light workmanship. Solomon also made a house like the hall 
on Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken as wife. So all the bigots out there who hate the idea of interracial marriage and uh, so forth must not be uh, biblical Bible thumpers, or they probably are Bible thumpers, actually, but they pay no attention to what the Bible actually says in lieu of whatever it is they want to believe, because there it is right there. You have an interracial marriage. Um, Solomon, who's Hebrew, Jewish, married Pharaoh's daughter. She's almost certainly African, since Egypt is in Africa. Um, but remember, so were the Israelites for 400 plus years. Um, verse 9, all these were of costly stones cut to size, trimmed with saws inside and out from the foundation to the eaves and also on the outside to the great court. The foundation was of costly stones, large stones, some 10 cubits and some 8 cubits. And above were costly stones, human size and cedar wood. The great court was enclosed with three rows of hewn stones and a row of cedar beams. So were the inner court of the house of the Lord and the vestibule of the temple. So that's that building. That's how it was designed in its area with all the different columns and pillars and beams and windows. Verse 13. Now King Solomon sent and brought Haram from Tyre. So um, the Haram is the person who King Solomon contracted with for all the different wood that they're using for the different woodworking uh, in all of his buildings from Tyre, the same area as today, Tyre and Sidon, north of um, the Holy Land, basically north of Israel, north of Palestine, north of Canaan, north, all those names to the same area. Um, it's north of there. Verse 14, he was the son of a widow from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a bronze worker. He was filled with wisdom and understanding and skill in working with all kinds of bronze work. So he came to King Solomon and did all his work. So it's another person who's of, um, who's of mixed race, if race was even an actual thing. Um, in biology, it's not. But, you know, in other sciences, social sciences, it is. So that's what he is. Um, he's mixed race. He's a foreigner whose uh, father, I'm sorry, his father was a foreigner, but his mama was an Israelite. Um, and we've read already, uh, interracial marriages are a thing that's forbidden in some of the readings we've done already, yet um, that workman is um, interraced, and so is King Solomon. Uh, marriage, he's married to someone of another race, not of Israelite uh, descent. Verse 15, and it's not condemned, go figure. Verse 15, and he cast two pillars of bronze, each one 18 cubits high, and a line of 12 cubits measured the circumference of each. So it's, if you want to get an idea of how large the pillars are that he's having set up here. Verse 16, then he made two capitals of cast bronze to set on the tops of the pillars. The height of one capital was five cubits, the height of the other capital was five cubits. So if I remember right, that's like 20 feet tall, just the capitals that are going on top of the pillars. Verse um, 17, he made the a lattice network with wreaths of chain work for the capitals, which are on top of the pillars, seven chains for one capital and seven for the other capital. So he made the pillars and two rows of pomegranate 
above the network all around to cover the capitals that were on top. And thus he did for the one cap for the other capital. This sounds a whole lot like uh, what the scene in the video game when you get to that um, point that I was mentioning earlier. Verse 19, the capitals which were on top of the pillars in the hall were in the shape of lilies or cubits. The capitals on the two pillars also had pomegranates above by the convex surface, which was next to the network, and there were 200 such pomegranates in rows on each of the capitals all around. So it was very ornate. He's gone through great detail to have all of these different designs set in place for the area. Then, verse 21, then he set up the pillars by the vestibule of the temple. He set up the pillar on the right and called its name Jachin. He set up the pillar on the left and called its name Boaz. I don't know who Jachin was. It doesn't ring any bells, but remember Boaz. That's basically one of his grandparents. That's um, King David's father, father's name. So, uh, yeah, his granddaddy, Boaz. Verse, verse 22. Oh, by the way, who was married to a foreigner. Um, not an Israelite woman, a foreigner. One that's actually forbidden to be a part of the uh, congregation, according to what we've read in um, the previous chapters. Uh, and books in the Bible. Yeah, there she is right there, part of the family. And both are in Jesus' lineage as they're laid out in the New Testament. Verse 22, the tops of the pillars were in the shape of lilies, so the work of the pillars was finished. So um, the, that part of the um, design, the construction is done, the pillars. Verse 23, and he made the sea of cast bronze, 10 cubits from one Brim to the other, it was completely round. Its height was five cubits, and a line of 30 cubits measured its circumference. So it's called a sea, but it's basically a swimming pool, a large swimming pool, and it looks like it's above ground swimming pool. Verse 24, below its brim were ornamental buds encircling it all around, 10 to a cubit all the way around the sea. The ornamental buds were cast in two rows when it was cast. Verse 25, it stood on 12 oxen, three looking toward the north, three looking toward the west, three looking toward the south, and three looking toward the east. The sea was, was set upon them, and all their back parts pointed inward. So if you don't have to look at the cow's butts, they all point have that part toward the center with the sea, or pool, the bath, sitting on top of it. Verse 26, it was... A hand breadth thick and its brim was shaped like the brim of a cup, like a lily blossom. It contained 2,000 baths. So that gives you an idea of how large the pool was uh, that was set in place on top of the cows. Uh, the cast iron, the cast bronze cows, not actual cows. Verse 27. He also made 10 carts of bronze, 4 cubits was the length of each cart, 4 cubits its width and three cubits its height. So they're called carts, um, but they're close. They're similar to cars. They're for transportation. They aren't motorized as far as we know, but they are for travel. And um, that's what the carts are. Verse 28. And this was the design of the carts. They had panels and the panels were between frames. Verse 29. On the panels that were 
between the frames were lion's oxen and cherubim, and on the frames was a pedestal on top. Below the lions and oxen were wreaths of plated plaited work. So um the lions and oxen, animals, you know, that's what's been carved on them. The cherubim, what we think of as angels, are actually described um in other terms. They look a lot like the description given in Revelation. Uh beasts, animals, um, with wings, and that's how they're more described, more than like little baby, naked babies with wings floating around, flying around, like those sort of angels. Instead, the cherubim seem a lot more like, um, I don't know how else to say it, but animals um, with wings. But those are um, what we think of, what are synonymous with angels, even though, again, they're not like humans with wings. They're like animals with wings. Verse 30. Every cart had four bronze wheels and axles of bronze, and its four feet had supports. Under the lather were supports of cast bronze beside each wreath. Its opening inside the crown at the top was one cubit in diameter, and the opening was round, shaped like a pedestal, one on a one and a half cubits in outside diameter, and also on the opening were engravings but the panels were square not round so as you can get an idea of what the panels like um that are being constructed verse 32 under the panels were the four wheels and the axles of the wheels were joined to the cart the height of a wheel was one and a half cubits so now it's sounding a whole lot more like an automobile automobile like a vehicle it's a cart it's for it's for transportation it's even on wheels Verse 33, the workmanship of the wheels was like the workmanship of a chariot wheel. Their axle pins, their rims, their spokes, and their hubs were all of cast bronze. And there were four supports at the four corners of each cart. Its supports were part of the cart itself. On the top of the cart, at the height of a half a cubit, it was perfectly round. And on the top of the cart, its flanges and its panels or of the same casting. So you can get an idea. It's basically like a car with holes for the uh, the axles to pass through and attach the wheels to. Verse 36. On the plates of its flanges and on its panels, he engraved cherubim, lions, and palm trees, wherever there was a clear space on each with wreaths all around. So again, with the um, cherubim, the lions, and the palm trees, being carved as designs on the different panels and parts of the carts. Um, and the carts, since, as far as we know, they didn't have motors, were almost certainly pulled by horses, camels, and whatever other animals they would eat, maybe even people, um, to transport them while they rode on the carts. Verse 37, thus he made the ten carts. All of them were of the same mold, one measure and one shape. Then he made ten lavers of bronze. Each laver contained forty baths, and each laver was four cubits. On each of the ten carts was a laver. So on these ten carts were not so much for people to be transported on, but instead for lavers or other washrooms, bathtubs on them. So, uh, mobile bathtubs is what it sounds like, um, is what the carts were for.
verse 39, and he put five carts on the right side of the house and five on the left side of the house. He set the P C on the right side of the house toward the southeast. So that's the setup of where everything is in Solomon's presence as far as the carts and the wash lavers. Verse 40, Haram made the lavers and the shovels and the bowls. So Haram finished doing all the work that he was to do for King Solomon for the house of the Lord. So um, Haram, the foreigner, um, is helping in the construction of all that Solomon, the king, needs for the different things and furnishings um, that he's having set up here. Lord here, by the way, is being translated from the word or name Jehovah um, uh, in this verse. Um, just, you know, as a footnote, so you understand, like we've read before, it's not consistent. But in this case, that's who it is. Verse 41, the two pillars, the two bowl-shaped capitals that were on the top of the two pillars, the two networks covering the two bowl-shaped capitals, which were on top of the pillars, 400 pomegranates, 42 networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network, two to cover the two bowl-shaped capitals that were on top of the pillars, the 10 carts and 10 lavers on the carts, one seat and 12 oxen under the sea, the pots, the shovels, and the bowls, all these articles which Haram made for King Solomon for the house of the Lord were burnished bronze, or were of burnished bronze. So it's basically just listed again the things that Haram uh, created, molded, formed uh, for Solomon for the um, this construction that he's having done. Verse 46. In the plain of Jordan, the king had them cast in clay molds between Sukkoth and Zaratan. So the bronze is what's being used to make all these things, and they use clay to mold them. So basically, if I understand it right, the way that you do it in more modern times is since the uh, metal, once it's melted, it won't stick to the clay. The clay, even though the metal is hotter, is what's used to make the cast for the hot metal until it's cooled and molded into the shape. Verse 47, And Solomon did not weigh all the articles because there were so many. The weight of the bronze was not determined. So, let's you know, there's a whole lot of metal going on. And that's what he's using to... We already saw where gold was used to do the floors and the walls and everything that it was used for. Now we're seeing there's so much bronze being used that they didn't even bother to weigh it and measure how much it was because there was just that much of it. Verse 48, thus Solomon had all the furnishings made for the house of the Lord, the altar of gold and the table of gold on which was the showbread, the lampstands of pure gold, five on the right side and five on the left in front of the inner sanctuary with the flowers and the lamps and the wick trimmers of gold, the basins, the trimmers, the bowls, the ladles, and the censers of pure gold, and the hinges of gold, both for the doors of the inner room, the most holy place, and for the doors of the main hall of the temple. So we pray with the most holy place, just that what used to be just separated from the rest of the area by curtains, now being separated by these grand doors that he's had made and overlaid with gold to seal it off. 
the Holy of Holies, basically. Verse 51, so all the work that King Solomon had done for the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in the things which his father David had dedicated, the silver and the gold and the furnishings. He put them in the treasuries of the house of the Lord. So Solomon is completing the construction for the temple and the surrounding buildings and including the things that his father, King David, who's now gone, had um, as his part for the buildings and construction. That's the last verse in this chapter. We got there pretty quick because, again, it's mostly just those design details that you can look up further for yourself as far as what a cubit is, how long it is, how, and all of the rest of it if you want to. Um, but just to have an idea, Solomon's getting the construction done, and there's a whole lot of precious metal being used to make it. Thank you for reading along with me. I hope and make it true this is a blessing for you and that you join me again for it. I love you, and I'll see you next time. God bless you. Peace be with you.